everybody. Welcome to Monday Night Live in Lexington, you guys. Happy Monday night, everybody. Hey to the Celtic Prepper. Awesome to see you on uh, YouTube. Hey to everybody over here on Facebook. I'm going to try to keep up with both chat windows, so give me time to go back and scroll and see uh, where all the comments are. So tonight's episode is environmental factors that affect spirit communication. Hey to Melissa Begley. Good to see you. And a big shout out to you and your sidekick, Miss Cleo. Hope she's doing okay. Um, glad to see all, all you guys on a Monday night. Man, this uh, week is starting out really weird, isn't it? Kind of strange energies going on. I don't know if you guys have noticed it. Uh, we almost had another paranormal alert yesterday. I got two phone calls. I didn't get the third one. What I usually do is I will post a paranormal alert if I get three calls or three messages within a 24-hour period. But yesterday was two. So we almost got that. Not quite. We almost did. Okay. Uh, let me make sure everything is working all right. Thank you. <laughs> Everybody loves the way that I've been doing my hair lately. And um, it's so easy to take care of long. Hey to Jan Nixon from Bowling Green. Thank you so much. I don't think I can scroll through the YouTube box on this program. But um, let's see what else is going on here um so yeah it's been wonky energy um already starting yesterday i don't know if you guys have noticed that but i sure have noticed it things are just kind of off and um i can't put my finger on it uh i haven't had anything really crazy happen to me per se but i just feel like things are off the energy's off something is just kind of wonky with that anyway i hope that the person who asked me about this question is going to tune in tonight this topic was actually for them and that brings me to um you know if you have something that you a question that you want to know about or you've been wondering about and you want to ask uh that's what i do online here that's what the show is about the show is about questions that people ask me on a daily basis in sessions and you know the sessions are only 60 minutes so there's not enough time to go over everybody's question about different things so what I try to do is present their questions on the show in that way even if there's not enough time to go into it in the session uh, I can give them a link to the YouTube channel or maybe a link to the specific video and they can go and watch that but uh, tonight's show was prompted by a person's question and uh, they were wanting to know about environmental factors that affect spirit communication and so what their concern was uh, was that sometimes they could 
hear noises that they felt like their passed on loved one would make, like knocks or bangs or things like that. And then they could feel um, their loved one around them. And then sometimes they could absolutely feel nothing. And that made them feel like maybe they were gone or maybe they, you know, were not connecting. Hey, to Sheila Arthur. Good to see you. Um, and so it was very concerning for them. And I was trying to tell them that there are environmental factors that can happen that prohibit spirit communication or, you know, spirit phenomena. And she wanted to know what are those things, I guess, because she wanted to try to put a reason with why she wasn't getting the phenomena that she was. Hey to Melissa Woosley, good to see you. Uh, it's been a long time. I'm glad you guys tuned in tonight. So this show was prompted by her questions. Okay, now this is phenomena that happens and, and that's going to be in the way of anything visual or anything audio. Phenomena is set up in the environment like a web of energy. Uh, it's initiated by the spirit and what the spirit does is they use their um, energy to create this web. Hey Kim, <laughs> I was hoping you would tune in tonight. Hey to Kim Mintz, this was her question. And so getting back to the phenomena, when a spirit has to produce or use the amount of energy that's in the environment to produce the phenomena, okay? And so there has to be a certain quanta of energy in the environment to produce the phenomenon. And when they produce the phenomenon, be it audio or visual, it's, it is initiated by the spirit and then it is set up like a web in the environment. Now you've seen lots of shows where, you know, ghost hunters are watching on their cameras and they're set up in another room and they see phenomena happening in another room and they go rushing in to that other room. And what always happens? The phenomena stops. The reason why the phenomena stops is they have broken up or disrupted that web of energy that is set up in the environment. So the best thing to do is to stay put and watch and record and don't enter the area because every single time you do, the phenomena will stop because that web of energy collapses as soon as they enter uh, into that proximity and it causes every time the phenomena to stop. So like if you're going on an investigation and this is what I teach people who uh, want to learn about investigating and they want to know more about it and, and I'll take them on location and let them learn. But uh, and what I teach them is take your pictures from the periphery before you actually go into an area and that way you may pick up things that you're not going to after you disturb that web of energy. Hey to Jennifer Cash, good to see you. And a special shout out to Yasmin, good to see you here. 
So um, always take your pictures and, and your basic readings before you enter into the area because uh, you're at the risk of collapsing that web of energy as soon as you walk into it. And you might get a lot of light anomalies or different kind of shapes before you actually enter the room. Now, phenomena not only includes visuals, but also knocks or sounds that spirits use to get your attention. Hey to Norel Beatty, good to see you. Um, so sounds are specifically to get your attention. It's to announce an arrival of a spirit into the area and is specifically done to let you know that they exist and that they are there. Uh, they're not knocking pretty much for any other reason. They want you to know that they exist and that even though you can't see them, that they are still there. Um, also, this uh, kind of extends from knocks all the way to, to like small sonic booms. Now, the small sonic boom or crash is really kind of heard as, and I'm sure this has happened to a lot of people, and let me know if this has happened to you in the comments, but let's say you're sitting in the room and you hear this big crash from the other room and you go into the other room and there's nothing broken, there's nothing turned over, there's nothing disrupted. That's actually sort of like a sonic sound when the spirit enters our dimension. So you're not going to find anything broken or turned over. Uh, and it's not them announcing themselves, but it is just a phenomenon that occurs from their energy sort of popping into our dimension. And so that's uh, one of the things that can happen. Crashes, bangs, uh, and you go in the room and there's nothing that has happened. Most of the phenomena, though, that you catch is, is usually light or electromagnetic in nature, like, you know, light anomalies or electromagnetic disturbances, such as your TV popping on or some other device that's electromagnetic, you know, sounding off. A lot of times they'll change the alarm on your phone or, or send some kind of crazy text message across it. So those are often things of electromagnetic nature that can happen too. So we're, let's go over um, uh, things that enhance communication. Uh, also, there are things that dampen communication, and we'll go over those too. But basically, we're looking at situations that um, the situations that enhance the phenomena are things that enhance conduction of electromagnetic energy and light energy. And so some of those things are rain, thunderstorms, lightning, uh, deep in the winter months when there's a high amount of static electricity in the environment that's produced by, you know, really, really cold air. That's another thing that gives off a lot of uh, static electromagnetic energy that they can utilize to produce a ph phenomena. 
And so anything that helps the electromagnetic energy conduct in the environment also helps the amount of communication or the amount of phenomena that they're able to produce for that. Uh, salt water in the air. So those people that live close to or on the water uh, can get a lot of phenomena. Uh, for light anomalies, to pick those things up and to augment those candlelight. So candlelight, I don't know what happened with that. <laughs> the screen, I'm sorry, for those of you on YouTube, the screen just went blank. And I was like, what the heck happened? Uh, so candlelight, uh, trying to record in candlelight will actually augment you picking up different light anomalies. Uh, if you live next to a water source like a stream, uh, too, that will augment phenomena. So all of those, you know, the thunderstorms, the streams, the lightning, the rain, the static coal will definitely uh, improve communications. Now, here are things that hamper communication. If you're having like dry, clear weather, not a lot of activity is going to be happening then because there's not a lot of energy in the environment for them to use to apparate or to make a sound or to knock. Uh, and this is a big one that not a lot of people know about. If you have too much sound in the environment, the vibrations from the sounds actually disrupt the formation of that energy web that we were talking about at the beginning of the broadcast. Hey to Susan Nisi. Uh, so when that energy web is set up, if you have a lot of sound in the environment, the sound waves will actually disrupt that web and cause it to collapse. So like if you've got really noisy neighbors or you're playing a lot of music or something like that, or there's a lot of, you know, mowing or weed eating and stuff like that, you can forget any kind of spirit communication because that sound wave is definitely going to obliterate whatever web is trying to be set up. Also, if you've got too much uh, light, you're not going to pick up light anomalies because this type of light will cancel out any light anomaly that you pick up. And that's why we were talking about candlelight kind of augmenting, uh, being able to sense or pick up um, the light anomalies. So, you know, if you're deciding to try to communicate you need to really go with some kind of candlelight or really, really subdued lighting. Now, we'll go over, like, there are certain brain waves that block communication, and, and there are brain waves that increase communication. And so the brain waves that actually block communication is beta wave. And beta wave is usually, it's the, you know, attention-minded uh, consciousness, and that can be um, grief, stress, worry, those are all faster brain waves, and they kind of, they don't allow you to connect 
because that's a different wavelength that spirits don't connect on. Spirits connect on the slower brain waves like alpha, theta, and delta. And so if your brain waves are too fast from grief, stress, or worry, you're not on the channel that they need to use for communication. So that can actually block your communication if you're stressed out or you're overworried, or if you're actively grieving, that bumps your brain waves up to a faster level to where you can't really communicate. Uh, let me see if our promo will play. And I want to tell you about Stay Kentucky. StayKentucky.com is a one-stop shop for staycations in Kentucky. You can get a reasonably priced Airbnb, suggestions on restaurants, and the current events that are happening still in the state of Kentucky. There are still a lot of festivals that are going on now. Even, you know, with COVID restrictions, uh, you can still go to a festival and get a restaurant and get an Airbnb or maybe even a conventional B&B. So really need to check out Stay Kentucky. I wish you guys on Facebook could see the promo. <laughs> okay, so let's go over brain waves that actually increase communication are alpha, theta, and delta. And like I said, these are a lot slower brain waves that connect with the subconscious and the subconscious is where the spirits actually communicate. And that is why most often they will come to you in a dream. Hey, Laura Day, good to see you. Um, so one of the things that I do in a mediumship is I actually try to help people learn how to use those brain waves more effectively to augment their communication with their loved ones who have passed on. Now these are the moon signs that increase uh, energy and communication and um, the moon signs that diminish communication. Now I don't have any um, I don't have any scientific thing to back this up. All I have is my observation over 30 years to uh, tell you about this. I'm not sure why this is the way that it is, but this is just the things that I have noticed. The moon signs that increase energy and communication, I find are a full moon, a new moon, and I think that that's because of the amount of information um, that or the amount of energy that's produced by the full moon and the amount of energy that's produced by the new moon. But also when the moon is in Pisces or Aquarius, it seems like that increase in the communication takes place. Hey to all you guys joining on Facebook, Stacy Jackson, Lisa Gibson, um, and let's see. Oh, you know, this thing is so crazy. I'm going to give up on it. <laughs> Tammy Smith, there you are. Uh, the feed keeps jumping back and forth, and it's hard to see who has actually joined and who hasn't. <sighs> anyway, uh, some of the moon signs that communication diminishes. 
uh, still not sure why this happens, but it does. The moon signs that you really have a hard time getting communication is Taurus, Aries, Libra, and Leo. Again, not sure why. Hey to Greg McDonald over here on uh, YouTube. Good to see you. Uh, so, you know, if you are having difficulty getting a sign or seeing a light anomaly or getting that knock that you're used to, um, look at what the moon phases in. And if you're ever in doubt, you need to either go to YouTube or my Facebook page. I do a daily moon astrology forecast. It's my belief that the moon affects us more directly than any of the other planets do because um, the moon affects the, our planet more intimately. And so I think that knowing which sign the moon is in and which phase the moon is in is more important than all that other astrological stuff. I think the other astrological stuff is beneficial, but for our busy lives, we, like, I don't know about you, but I, I can't keep up with it all. I just want to know what's the daily influence from the sphere that's closest to us that affects us the most. And I think that that's the most beneficial because you know, you and I both know how much a full moon or a new moon can really affect us from, you know, swelling in your joints to headaches to agitation uh, to feeling okay. And, um, and so if you ever want to know what the moon phase is doing, you go to my Facebook page or go to the YouTube channel. There will be a daily post on this to let you know what the moon phase is in. And that way you can kind of look and say, well, I'm not, not hearing them today. I'm not, I don't feel like they're, I'm really connecting with them today. And so you might look at the moon phase today and maybe it's in Taurus and maybe you'll remember this show and go, that's right. Catherine said that we don't connect as well in Taurus or Aries, Libra and Leo. And so that will help you feel better to, you know, Give it some time and, and wait until the moon phase is maybe in full or maybe in Pisces or maybe in Aquarius so that you can hear from your loved one. You can hear that knock or that bang and know that they're there or you can maybe see that light anomaly and feel okay that they're still around you and they're still connecting. So I thought that, uh, <laughs> thank you, Kim, for asking this really good question because I know there there's a lot of people that wondered the same thing. Now let's go over um, December 13th is the next show. It is going to be why do cameras pick up ghosts we can't see? And I may throw two in one there. Why do cameras pick up ghosts we can't see and why? Do kids see more spirits and have more psychic interaction than we do? I think I'll do both on the same night. And then um, on December 20th, I'm going to present to you seven dreams caused by anxiety. 
And then on December 27th, that's going to be the huge dream show, dream interpretation show for uh, the end of the year. And so if you guys have any dreams that you want interpreted, you better start messaging them to me now because I like to take my time with those to do a really good interpretation. So I like to sit down and take an hour or two and analyze and write out all the interpretations. So be sure that you <laughs> get those dreams messaged to me. Uh, and you can message them on Facebook. You can message them here on YouTube and um, you can email them to me. I don't have an email on here yet. I'm going to have to do that. Sorry. Uh, but try to message them to me on Facebook or YouTube. I'll see if this exit outro will play. It may or may not. Kisses from Kentucky. And I will see you guys next week for Why Do Cameras Pick Up More Ghosts That We Can't See? And Why Do Kids See Apparitions That We Can't See or Communicate With Spirits That We Can't See? See you guys next week. I hope you guys have a fabulous week. Love you guys. Bye for now. I don't know if it's going to play.